Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow, but he does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It's like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air make nests in its shade. With many parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Recently, my daughter Penny, that's right, you right there, kiddo, has been really excited about dandelions. She just loves them. Like last week, when I mowed the backyard, she pointed out every single dandelion to me, and there were a lot, and then stood next to each one of them so that I couldn't hurt them with the lawnmower. (laughs) She loves how beautiful they are and the way you can blow on the seeds, and they just go everywhere. Growing up in Pennsylvania, my my family owned about two acres of land, enough that we had a a swimming pool and a garden, and we still had enough left over for a big front yard and a big side yard and a really big backyard. And every year when the weather got warm, little yellow dandelions would start to poke up their heads in the yard. Just a few of them to start, one here and another over there, and maybe a few on the side. And just like Penny, I loved dandelions, but my dad hated them (laughs) because he knew that in just a couple of days, those first few dandelions would turn white and get caught by the wind, and like that, the whole yard, the front, the side, and the back would be covered in dandelions. Anyone who's ever tried to keep a nice lawn will tell you it's amazing how quickly something as small and insignificant as a dandelion can spread and just take over. And I tell you this this morning because I'm assuming that most of us don't know very much about mustard seeds. That's the image that Jesus used in this parable this morning. He taught in parables a lot, and he used them to tell people about God's kingdom. And most of the time, he chose common, everyday, ordinary things that people were already familiar with, things that they already knew, because that way people would understand. Which is why it's so helpful to know about dandelions. Because today, most of us are not familiar with mustard seeds and mustard plants. I mean, we're familiar with And we know about mustard that that comes in that squeeze bottle in the fridge. Though I don't think it comes out of the ground that way. But the kind of mustard seeds that Jesus was talking about, the kind of plants he was referring to, they remind me of dandelions. They start from, from tiny little seeds and just grow and grow. 
They were actually seen as a weed, and they grew like wildfire and couldn't be controlled. In fact, in most villages, you were not allowed to plant mustard in community gardens or in public places or even inside the town walls at all because it would just spread and take over. All the way back in the first century, a man named Pliny the Elder wrote about mustard in his encyclopedia. And he said, once it's planted in an area, you cannot get rid of it. It just spreads and grows so quick that you can't control it. So when Jesus talks about mustard seeds, picture dandelions, unwelcome weeds that that have a few minor benefits but are really mostly just a nuisance and a pain. And once one or two pop up, there's not much you can do about it. Pretty soon your whole yard is full of them. And this is the image Jesus uses to talk about God's kingdom. He says this is what God's kingdom is like. Out of all the plant-related images that Jesus could have used, he chose a mustard seed, not a, a tall, towering oak that's impressive and powerful and strong, not a beautiful flower that draws you in and is glorious and fragile, not even a cactus capable of adapting to survive in harsh conditions. Nope. Jesus says God's kingdom is like a weed, a nuisance. It's invasive, something unwanted and unwelcome that can't be controlled and that spreads everywhere. It's a plant that starts as the tiny, most unimpressive and insignificant little seed. But the truth is, God has a well-documented history of working through unimpressive and insignificant things. Like that water that has washed over us in baptism, marking us as God's child. Like wine and bread, which sustains us in communion, bringing us God's grace anew. Or like David, who in our reading this morning became a king, At this time, the Israelites already had a king, a man named Saul, but he had done evil things and and turned away from God. So now God was looking for a new king, someone who would watch over the people and do what was right. And so God told the prophet Samuel to go to meet a man named Jesse because God had chosen one of Jesse's sons to become the new king. Samuel had Jesse bring all of his sons outside and and all of them are standing in a line and he saw the oldest son named Eliab who was strong and tall and impressive and Samuel thought, wow, this has got to be the guy. But God said, no, not him. I know he's impressive, but I don't see people the way you do. I don't care about outward appearances. I care what's in someone's hearts. So Samuel moved on to the next one. This has got to be the one. But no, not him either. And he moved on to the next and the next and the next. And by the time he reached the end, God had not chosen any of them to be the new king. And eventually Jesse admitted that he did have one more son. 
his youngest, but, but he didn't count. He wasn't important. He was out taking care of the sheep. They haven't even bothered to invite him. He was so insignificant and unimpressive that, that he was an afterthought. His dad didn't even want him around when a fancy guest came to visit. But he's the one that God named king. His name was David, and even today, he's remembered as the greatest king in Israel's history. God worked through him, even though his own father thought he was unimpressive and insignificant, because God doesn't care how impressive or important someone is. God doesn't see people the way our world does, full of comparisons and judgment and paying attention to to so many things we're taught matter, but, but really don't. God looks at what is in our hearts. And I think that's good news for us to hear today. Because I don't mean to insult most of you, but, but most of us aren't really that impressive or important most of the time. We are everyday people who are going through everyday things and just doing the best we can. Often we feel insignificant in the grand scheme of things, and certainly we feel powerless in the face of this world's problems. I know I do. It's easy to feel kind of like a mustard seed, sure, full of potential, but also really small. And it's easy to wonder if our shortcomings and just our normalness might keep God from working through us. There's this sort of cultural religion in our nation that teaches that God is primarily about power and might and amazing things, and and God's looking for people who are the same way. But the truth is that God has always loved and worked through those who seemed insignificant and unimpressive, like Moses, who was a murderer and spoke with a stutter And he wanted nothing to do with God's mission, and yet God worked through him to free the Israelites from Egypt. Or like Peter, who was just a common fisherman who denied Jesus in his time of need, and yet Jesus worked through him to build the church. Or like the women who went to the tomb on Sunday, who were so unimportant that some of them aren't even given names in the Bible, so insignificant that the news they shared was dismissed as some sort of silly gossip. And yet God worked through them to proclaim that Jesus was risen and the tomb was empty. Throughout history, God has repeatedly worked through people and things that seem foolish and and weak and unimpressive and even despised. That is the story of Jesus, who came to live among us, not as someone wealthy or powerful or impressive, but as a poor, common peasant. Jesus was like a mustard seed who truly seemed insignificant in the face of the mighty Roman Empire in a world full of violence domination and control. He was buried in the ground like a seed after being put to death on a cross, but when he rose again three days later, it was like a mustard seed or a dandelion bursting from the ground. And ever since, God's kingdom has grown in this world like a weed that takes over, and once it gets into an area, once it gets into us, 
It's impossible to get rid of it. And so if you ever feel weak or foolish or unimpressive or insignificant, then take heart. God loves those kinds of people. God's power is made perfect in weakness. And as Pastor Nadia Boltz Weber Weber puts it over and over, God looks at that which we dismiss as nothing, insignificant and worthless, and says, Ha! Now that is something I can work with. God's kingdom is like dandelions blowing in the wind, and it's growing in us. Through the cracks and crevices of our hearts, the good news of Jesus burrows like a seed in the earth, full of grace and forgiveness, telling us we're loved just as we are. For some of us, faith has been growing and blooming for a long time. For others, it may still feel like something fresh and new. And for others, it may still be a seed inside of us just waiting to burst forth. But this parable proclaims that the kingdom will grow inside of us until we are transformed, until we're taken over, and God will work through us to help spread this kingdom to other people and throughout the world. And that won't always seem very impressive. Not many of us are going to become rulers or lead God's people out of exile or do anything that seems very miraculous. Perhaps the most miraculous thing of all is that God will work through us in ordinary ways, through our ordinary lives, at home, at work, online, at school, and through our steady, everyday faithfulness, more seeds will be planted and God's kingdom will grow. The truth is that as unlikely as it may sometimes feel, we are God's dandelions, blown by the wind of God's Spirit. And God will not stop working through us ordinary, everyday people until the kingdom has taken over everything. The front yard, the side yard, and even the back. Amen.